Hey, Osman, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for the revelation you gave me the other day. Obviously, when we were talking, I told you that I was struggling, sitting at my desk and concentrating for long periods of time. And you suggested something which was groundbreaking for me, and it's just changed the way I work. So I just want to say thank you so much, because this really has changed my way of working for forevermore. So thank you. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Welcome to episode number seven and what a fantastic way to start the episode, don't you think? With my wonderful client, Jenny Plant, sharing those great words of uh, appreciation for the top tip that I shared with her on one of our recent coaching calls. So you might be thinking, well, what did Usman share with Jenny? Okay, what were those words of wisdom? What was that technique or that strategy? Well, guess what? That's exactly what I'm going to share with you during this episode because I want to help you become this very focused and action-orientated ninja to be able to get everything that you want done, actually done, and basically to stop you from driving yourself crazy and wasting lots of time, energy, and money. How does that sound? So I'm not only going to share with you the the specific tip that I gave to Jenny that I use and I've shared with a number of my other clients over the years as well, but I'm also going to give you extra bonus because that's what I like doing, adding more value. So let's deep dive in this topic about, well, how do you become super productive and what can you do to basically get out your own way to manage your time and to basically manage the actions that you're taking and the things that you're saying no to as well. So without further ado, what did I say to Jenny? Well, Jenny was doing all of her work, sitting from the same desk, trying to do all the tasks that she had in her to-do list. And even to the point where whenever I was coaching Jenny, we do that over the wonders of video Zoom, um, I'd always see her at that same desk. So my simple question to Jenny was, where does she spend her time working from? And I'm sure you've guessed what her answer was. It was at that desk. But the funny thing is, the way that our minds work, and I kind of alluded to this in episode number one, because our minds delete, we distort, and we generalize. So what tends to happen is we can effectively have anchors set. And that's just a fancy name for, in the world of NLP, about how we build associations. So think about it in that everyday life. Have you ever smelled a certain aftershave or perfume and it triggers a certain feeling? Or you go to a certain coffee shop and it just gets you to feel in a nice, warm and kind of like cozy way. Whereas if you go to somewhere else, you just start to get panicked. For me, it's kind of like soft play. As soon as anybody mentions, let's take the kids to a soft play, I automatically go, seriously, could we do something else? That's the thing that I'd love to avoid doing at all costs. So we all have these automatic triggers. But that also applies in the working environment and wherever you choose to work, whether you've got your own office, whether you work from home, it doesn't matter because we could basically use our mind in the best possible way to create these triggers to our advantage rather than making them work against us. 
So think about it. If you're doing the same task and you're sitting at your desk and you're trying to get into that mode of creativity and then you go to the next task, which is all about delivering value to your customers or your clients, whether that's meetings or calls. And then after that, you're trying to be creative or you're setting a strategy and then you flip to doing something like finance. Well, you're literally jumping all over the place, doing different tasks that have different energies. Well, your mind could already have an anchor or an association based upon that place. So it has an impact on how you feel or what zone you're in. Let's say, for example, you are trying to do everything in that one place, but you love doing certain things more than others. So there's certain tasks that float your boat or others that you just want to keep avoiding. Well, if your mind's doing them all in the one place, as I keep saying, it can then get really muddled and it stops you from necessarily being able to concentrate or to be firing in all cylinders. So for Jenny, my simple suggestion was that I wanted her to look at everything that she was doing and actually thinking about where is she doing those different tasks and how does she mix up her environments. And that's what made a huge difference. So I've been getting lots of messages and I've been seeing Jenny on the world of Instagram working from different locations depending on the type of task that she's doing. And that's the thing that made a huge impact for her. So when she's focusing on a certain task, she's then able to really concentrate and she's in that zone for that task. And it doesn't all get mixed up and mangled into that one place and effectively causing a negative anchor around that one workstation of what was her desk. So how does that work in my world? Well, I am very fortunate that I've got my home office where I'm currently recording this podcast episode. And I've also got an office in Glasgow City Centre as well. And even let's talk about the office in town for a moment. What I love about this particular place is there's so many different places to work from in the co-working space. So there are like booths, so if I'm meeting people that I can have conversations in, there are proper desks, what I call, where you need to get down and concentrate. There are, you know, sofas, there's a coffee shop element. And I know based upon what task that I'm going to be focusing upon, that depends on where I'll go and sit and where I'll go and work from. And even up to this point, I've actually had my own private office inside this um, great co-working space. But what I realized recently was, I'm actually not using that because typically if I've got coaching clients, um, I do a lot of coaching all, all around the world using the wonders of video technology, including Zoom. I tend to do that from my home office. Or if I've got a client that's coming to see me for a face-to-face -face, um, coaching session, then there's so many different kind of workspaces and areas inside my bigger office environment that we tend to work from there. So I've actually decided that that environment in my own office isn't working. So I'm actually giving that up to give me that flexibility. That then makes me plan my diary accordingly in terms of where do I actually work from because it has a huge, huge impact in terms of my mental state and right down to the concentration levels I have when I'm focusing upon that task. And then taking it back into my home office, when I'm in my home office, there's certain places where I work from. So if I've got my big iMac computer, that's when I'm doing certain tasks. I will then go and use my iPad and I'll go and sit in the lounge to do certain tasks. And even if I'm having coaching calls, most often than not, I'll actually take my laptop and I'll go just to the sofa, which is just behind me in terms of so it's a bit more relaxed and it's a bit more, I'm in a different state of mind. 
It doesn't matter, like I say, where you're working from, whether it's in your house, whether you've got an office or whether you just go and work from different places. I'd encourage you just to get really creative and also get curious about where are the different places that you could work from that would then signify, right, this is me focusing on a particular task. So this leads me on to the second top tip around being focused and productive. It's about batching the different things that you're going to do into different categories. And that then allows you to make sure that you're not just jumping all around your house or your office or from one coffee shop to the other. Because even on that point, there's certain coffee shops that I will go and work from that will require me to be in a different energy. So it's bizarre, I've got all these weird and wonderful places that I could work from in my home office and also in my office in town, but you'll still see me in a local Starbucks or a certain kind of coffee shop in the West End of Glasgow, and that's depending on what I'm working on. So I hope you're getting a drift here that I don't work from the same place all the time and it makes a huge impact for me to become really focused. So taking it back to the power of batching, I'm sure that there are certain things that you do that require you to have a certain type of energy or the type of thinking or the type of feeling that you get associated with it as well. But if you basically try and do all those tasks at different times throughout your day, if you're jumping from one energy to the other energy, it can be really draining. It could be really distracting. And also your concentration levels and your focus can go here, there and everywhere. So if you can actually start to look at, well, what are the common things that you do on a daily or a weekly basis and start to batch them into certain activity types or categories. Your categories will look very different from mine and from other of my clients. So you, you can get to have fun with it and experiment. So for me, for example, I've got coaching as a batch task. I've got creativity. So things like creating ideas for the podcast, for blogs, for workshops. There's admin tasks. There's also things about community tasks. So when I'm into my Facebook group or in my transformation exchange, catching up with what's happening there. That's a separate category for me. There could be things like social media. You could have a task of marketing or meeting people or networking. I don't care what it is, just you figure it out, get a pen and paper and think about what are the different categories of things that you do. And then when it comes down to your planning, you can then use your diary to plan for you to do certain batches of tasks um, over a certain period of time. So it could be for a couple of hours, it could be a whole day you might want to focus on a particular task, or it could be half a day. Again, make it work for what you're doing. But what this allows you to do is it allows you to concentrate to get into that energy. So let me bring this to life even more. Have you ever done something like you're on the phone and you've just had an amazing conversation and you're just in flow in terms of connecting with people. Well, the worst thing that you could do is go from that energy to then get back down to your laptop or your computer and then get your head stuck into spreadsheets. Instead, how about actually because you're in that energy, you then in that time, you'd go, okay, who else do I need to speak to? Who else can I can be connecting with? And during that time, you're doing similar tasks and similar activities. So that momentum is building between one call after the other to the other, and you will literally be on a roll. And the same would be, for example, if you were to get your head down into Excel spreadsheets or finance or your accounts, whatever that might be, there's nothing worse than spending half an hour getting your head into something and then jumping on to having a call with someone. And then you'll go back to that task and you're just in a completely different energy. 
So instead, batch your diary according to those tasks. And then you can then take it back to point one. You can then think about, well, where's the best place for me to go and do that certain task or that block of activities in that way? So it means that you can potentially go and park yourself in that coffee shop for half a day, or you could go and work around your kitchen table, or you could go wherever it might be, the library maybe, for you to concentrate to do those certain tasks. It helps you minimize distractions. So I know when I go to coffee shops, it's not the best for having phone calls. You don't always have the best reliable Wi-Fi as well. So that's times when I know that I'll unplug and I'll then concentrate on the task at hand of why I'm there in the first place. So how does this sound for you? Is this something that will be useful for you to implement into your life? And again, the whole point behind this is it stops you from wasting energy. One of my mentors, Roger Hamilton, the creator of Wealth Dynamics, he summed it up really nicely in a workshop that I went to a few years ago where he was talking about cooking, right? So imagine you were running around in your kitchen trying to cook a meal and imagine you got a, a pot of water, which was at, you know, tap temperature and you put it on the stove and you get it boiling. So it takes so much energy to get that temperature of that water all the way to boiling. But then imagine you then go, right, okay, now let's put it into the freezer to get it to freeze. Well, going from 100 degrees boiling temperature all the way to kind of like zero to go to, to turn to ice, can you see it's such a complete going from one extreme to the other? And that's what can happen if you're flipping between one type of energy and task and another. It literally can make it so much harder and it can waste a lot of your energy around it as well. So, so far, I've talked about changing your environment according to those batches of tasks and be really mindful that where you're working from can have a huge impact in terms of your concentration. So let's cut back to Jenny for a couple of moments and you'll hear from Jenny the difference that this has made in the way that she works. So, for example, now my energies seem a lot higher during the day. So if I'm having a coaching call with a client, I have it in my lounge, which is a more relaxed environment. If I want to do some really deep concentration work on a project, I go to Starbucks where I'm not disturbed at all. And if I'm doing more sort of transactional stuff like administration or finance or quick turnaround stuff, I do it in my work office. And just having those different environments has really, really helped me maintain a high energy level to make sure I get my work done. So the next thing that I want to kind of share with you is all about, well, how do you keep focused during that time that you've allocated? And this is one of my favorite techniques, which um, one of my good friends, Natalie Sisson, shared with me. Um, I heard about it years before that, but I wasn't really using it. And when she kind of brought it to my attention and she shared it on a retreat in Bali, I thought, right, this makes sense and I'm going to do it. And I know when I use this technique, it has a profound impact on me. And this technique is called the... Pomodoro technique. And effectively, Pomodoro is the Italian word for tomato. And it's really the simplest technique ever, but it makes you become super productive. So the suggestion with the Pomodoro technique is that you have 25 minutes of focused time on ideally a single task. And it might be that if you've got a massive task to do, so if you've batched a whole day to do creativity work or strategy work or marketing, well, you could break it into many, many different smaller Pomodoros. But ideally, you have 25 minutes of focused work. Use a timer. So you can go and use a traditional stop clock, an egg timer. I've got an app on my phone that I use that literally... I love it because it gives me that ticking noise. So I have it on my desk and it's just going tick, tick, tick. 
yes, some people around think, okay, is there something that's about to explode in a moment if you're working in a, an, a, an environment that's not by yourself? But really what that does is that little ticking noise for me just keeps me focused on that task at hand. So for you, that little ticking noise might cause you to pull your hair out. So that's fine. Do whatever works for you. But the whole point is you focus for that period of time on that focused action that you've given yourself the intention of what you want to make happen during that 25 minutes. Then after it, the timer will go off and you give yourself a five minute break. And I'd really encourage you to give yourself that five minute break, even if you are in flow, because what would then happen is it allows you to just relax for a moment. And when you go back to it, you're then just re-energized instead of just going completely through and ignoring that break. And especially when you batch a few Pomodoros together, that's when you'll really notice how that five minute break then allows you to keep that energy throughout the whole session. So after that five minute break, you then go straight into another Pomodoro and you then concentrate for another 25 minutes and then have another five minute break. And then the suggestion is that you do three Pomodoros, so effectively three 25 minute tasks of focused action with those break before you then give yourself a longer break. And that might be your cue to then go, right, I've done those three. Now I'm going to switch things up and I'm going to do a different type of energy of work or a different batch. Or you can continuously do something if that's the way that you've planned your day or your diary. And the reason why this works is think about it in terms of the day before you go on holiday. I'm sure you've experienced being that superman or superwoman where you're just making things happen because you know you've got that short space of time. And the rule behind that is called Parkinson's Law. I love it, sounds so formal. But really, the whole premise behind that is that tasks can actually expand to the time that you give yourself. So if you give yourself three hours to do something, which will only take an hour, guess how long it will take you? three hours. If you've got three weeks to get that deadline for that website or that promotion or whatever you might be working on, when do you think you'll start to work on it or do the best work? Yeah, near the deadline. And this reminds me of, I often hear people, especially if they're juggling, running their business alongside another business or a job or, you know, family or other commitments. Often they have that that illusion that, I just cannot wait until I can then do this full time because I'll imagine how much I can make happen in that full time hours I've got compared to me fitting all those tasks into the nooks and crannies of what I've got available. And guess what tends to happen? The more time that they have, the less productive they are. So more time doesn't necessarily mean that they get better results. And often it's far from it and it's the opposite that can actually be true. So see how the Pomodoro technique can work for you. You can also buddy up with others as well. There's been times where within my group coaching mastermind, the Transformation Exchange, I put a message to say, right, let's do some group Pomodoros where we jump onto a call together. We have a quick, okay, what are you going to focus upon for the next 25 minutes? Everybody sets their attention and literally you then just all be quiet and you then do your tasks. After 25 minutes, you jump back on, you share your progress, you have a bit of a kind of a waterside cooler kind of conversation, and then it's like you go back onto it as well. And even for me, that little bit, I keep my webcam on during those times, I could just imagine the funny faces that I'm pulling if anybody was to see what I'm doing, concentrating, writing that email, whatever that task might be. What it does is it just gives you that focused energy. Whereas before you might go, especially if you're working from home, and you're my wife, because when I work from home, I can actually be quite disciplined, and I'm going on a tangent here, Um, but Shireen was working from the house the other day, and she was in the lounge, and I was in my home office, and it was bizarre, because I walked through, and I thought, 
there's something quite different in this house compared to normal. And it took me a few minutes to realise that the curtains were open in the lounge and the blinds were open in the little snug area and there was a washing on. And Shireen just thinks that she's been multitasking, but whereas, you know, I'm obviously right, where I think when I'm working, I go straight into the office, I'm in there, and it's only if I'm then going into the, the lounge, for example, or the kitchen table to do a certain task, is when I'd actually think about, okay, now it's time to open up those blinds. A digression, but I'm sure you can relate to me, and I'm sure you know that I'm right in terms of she thinks I'm just lazy when I don't open up the curtains, but I think I'm right. So let me summarise. Change up your working environment, mix it up, batch those tasks accordingly and then use the Pomodoro technique and I guarantee you, you'll be so much more productive, you'll make so much more happen in the time that you've got available and you'll be sending me messages like Jenny saying thank you, that's absolutely rocked my world as well. So as always, I'd love to hear what your key takeaway will be from this episode. So please do come over if you aren't already a member of the free Facebook group, which is the Rapid Transformation Zone, Simply go over to rapidtransformation.co.uk slash Facebook and that will give you straight access into the Facebook group where you can share your insights, you can tell me what you're going to do and the results that you've had by managing your time better and the results accordingly as well. So please do come over there. You'll find all the top tips and the summary of what I've shared over on the show notes which is at rapidtransformation.co.uk co.uk slash seven and I look forward to sharing even more with you over the coming episodes. I'm sure we're going to be diving into the topic of productivity even more because I've got a very special guest lined up. Um, the wonderful Joe Bendel will be one of my guests in a future episode over the next couple of weeks. So Joe is all about productivity. Her business is being a productivity coach. So I'm sure that she's going to give us even more insights and ideas on how we can basically skyrocket your productivity so that you are a time management ninja. And one final thing, if you've been enjoying these podcast episodes, I would absolutely love it if you could take a moment to put a review on iTunes for me or your podcast player, because that makes a huge impact in terms of other people hearing these episodes and getting the value as well. So I'll post you over a virtual hug or a virtual high five as a thank you for leaving a review and rating over on iTunes. And I look forward to sharing more with you next time. Bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.